loving God. Your word has the power to restore our lives, to open our hearts to the presence of your spirit and the message from your word, for you are mighty to save. Amen. One of my favorite writers about the Bible, Walter Brueggemann, points out that, with just a few exceptions, the Psalms are human speech and don't claim to be otherwise. The Psalm we'll focus on today is not just human speech, it's a prayer, a prayer for help. A Psalm scholar, Betty and I had the privilege of hearing for several days over a weekend uh, some years ago says that Psalm 71 is a prayer for help this is a psalm that majors in assertions of trust, so much so that confidence in God outweighs concern with trouble. So listen now for God's word for us in Psalm 71. In you, O Lord, I take my refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your righteousness, deliver me and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. Be to me a rock of refuge, a strong fortress to save me, for you are my rock and my fortress. Rescue me, O oh my God, from the hand of the wicked, from the grasp of the unjust and cruel. For you, O oh Lord, are my hope, my trust. O oh Lord, from my youth, upon you I have leaned from my birth. It was you who took me from my mother's womb. My praise is continually of you. I have been like a portent to many, but you are my strong refuge. My mouth is filled with your praise and with your glory all day long. Do not cast me off in the time of old age. Do not forsake me when my strength is spent. For my enemies speak concerning me, and those who watch for my life consult together. They say, pursue and seize that person from whom God has forsaken, for there's no one to deliver. Oh God, do not be far from me. Oh my God, make haste to help me. Let my accusers be put to shame and consumed. Let those who seek to hurt me be covered with scorn and disgrace. For I will hope continually, and I will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all day long, though their number is past my knowledge. I will come praising the mighty deeds of the Lord God. I will praise your righteousness, yours alone, O God. From my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to all the generations to come. Your power and your righteousness, oh God, reach the high heavens. You have done great things, oh God. Who is like you? You have made me see many troubles and calamities and will revive me again from the depths of the earth. You will bring me up again. You will increase my honor and comfort me once again. 
I will also praise you with the harp for your faithfulness, O my God. I will sing praises to you with the lyre, O Holy One of Israel. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have rescued all day long. My tongue will talk of your righteous help. For those who tried to do me harm have been put to shame and disgrace. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Pervasive trust and persistent praise. Each section of this psalm includes both petition Requests and praise and enemies moving in the end, as faith does, to a greater emphasis on hope. This psalm is an individual's prayer. The first verses are very clear about who's being addressed. In you, O Lord, I take refuge. In your righteousness, deliver and rescue me. Incline your ear to me and save me. You are my rock and my fortress. Then the psalmist pleads from the hand of the wicked, rescue me, oh my God, from the grasp of the unjust, the cruel. Well, there they are. I mentioned the enemies. They're the enemies. They're wicked. They're unjust. They're cruel. And they see a, the person as weak and vulnerable, and they're ready to take advantage of that. Now, as we read through Psalm 71, did you, did you wonder if that, that business of portent that was mentioned in the seventh verse said, I have been like a portent to men, many. Well, you know, I wondered about that too. A portent is a negative sign of God's wrath. This may refer to some kind of ill health or distress that is seen by other people at least as an affliction bestowed by God. And so an opportunity for the persecution that is mentioned elsewhere in the psalm. The psalmist may have an illness or disability that others see as an indication of some sort of divine judgment, a symbol of danger and trouble to come. Now despite lots and lots of evidence to the contrary, most people like to think that life is fair. <laughs> that people get what they deserve. At least other people do. It is not at all uncommon for people to hear of some sort of diagnosis and immediately blame the victim. Well, he never did eat right or whatever. I remember when AIDS became a worldwide plague. There were supposedly Christian preachers who declared that they just knew this was God's punishment for homosexuality. Now, the problem with that view there are lots of problems with that view, but one of them, it didn't account for people who got AIDS only because they had received infected blood before they knew to check the blood. I know two people who died because of that, personally. Doesn't take into account people like a doctor I knew who got AIDS from a needle stick before people knew how to avoid that serious hazard. Now, you may remember that Jesus' Jesus' disciples, they kind of thought that way too. 
The ninth chapter of John's Gospel says, As he walked along, Jesus saw a, blind, a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Well, people generally remember the question, but not so much the answer Jesus gave. Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned he was born blind, so that God's works might be revealed in him. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his mom and daddy's fault. That blind man became part of what the writer of Psalm 71 prayed to, to be, not like important to many, but a reason to hope, a reason to trust in God. So the psalmist has been viewed as a sign of God's judgment, but he prays that God will act to bring protection so that he will become a sign of God's refuge. Now the last couple of verses of this psalm anticipate cause for giving thanks. My lips will shout with joy when I sing praises to you. My soul also, when you, which you have rescued all day long, my tongue will talk of your righteous health. Now let me ask you a question. Did you ever think about a psalm having a plot? The plot of a psalm? Me neither. But I've been reading a book that suggests that each of the psalms follows a basic, familiar plot. It's familiar because it's the primary plot of daily existence in the telling the story of our lives. We identify a moment of great need, and then two, there's a we bear witness to some transformation or gift, and three, there's some evocation of great gratitude. Well, not only do you find that plot in Psalms, you find it in, in our daily lives. You also, you might notice that's the uh, that's the basic storyline of most TV commercials. They present a problem, and then they present the solution. There's loneliness, and then there's rescue beer, right? There's wrinkles, and then there's rescue creams and cosmetics. There's calamity, and then there's rescue insurance company, right? And if you just take 15, you know, 10 minutes, you get 15% off, right? Well, let's look at the psalm in that way, those three things. First, the great need. The writer of Psalm 71 is old, not well, vulnerable to enemies. Remember, enemies who are wicked, unjust, cruel. And then there's the great transformation or the great gift. What transforms this writer of Psalm 71 from fear of terrible enemies to his memory of a lifetime of being able to count on, a lifetime of being able to trust in Almighty God. And third, the evocation of great gratitude, God's steadfast faithfulness. The Hebrew word is hesed. We sing about that when we sing, great is thy faithfulness. God's steadfastness and faithfulness and gracious care for the psalmist from birth to old age have given him reason to trust in God and to praise God. When you think about the plot, we watch a lot of those... Uh, English dramas and read some uh, English writers that, that when they talk about someone as being lost or having, they, they say, well, 
Now, how long has it been since he lost the plot? We kind of lost contact with life, and the psalmist suggests ways to get back in contact with life. Now, one question to ask when you read a psalm is, who's, who's talking, who's speaking? This psalm, 71, is a teaching testimony. It's the witness of a person wise with age and maybe a little bruised up with hard experience along the way. Someone who the seventh verse says leaned on God from birth to what he calls the time of old age and gray hairs. Well, some of us are very familiar with that age <laughs> of gray hairs. But every single one of us is getting older, growing closer to such times. And also every one of us, young or old, Anybody can have accidents or fall ill. Most of us know some younger people have been hit by illnesses that they were sure, that we were sure, they'd never need to worry about in their 30s or 40s or other young times. We're all vulnerable and we all need God's gracious care. So whatever our age or health or wealth, you and I, we are called to live life with pervasive trust and persistent praise. Thanks be to God.